This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Hebrews 12, 1. What does he say? Let's go. It says, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about, so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin, patience set before us, looking unto Jesus, as to by faith, who for the joy that was set before him, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endured, verse 3, such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your soul, in your minds. Hallelujah. I want to turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor. Turn to another person and say, neighbor. Do you believe God? You know, I asked, I asked us if we had our Bibles with us in church this morning. It's uh, is a wonder. Many of us have a Bible, but not many people know what it contains. Uh, from God to man. It's the most wonderful book in the universe. It is a compass. It's a telescope. It contains revelation. Things that can change your life. It is not an ordinary book. It's the kind of revelation that the prophets, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Isaiah, and co, really wanted to have access to. So on our tabletops, bedsides, tablets, and all of that. But sometimes we don't know what we have. With that theme, do you believe God? It says that we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. And it says that those who know this, they run a particular race. They run that race, they lay aside certain things, and they begin to run that race. There is a race to be run, profit to be won, cross. There is the day of Christ and it's approaching. In Hebrews chapter 10 verse 25, I believe, the Bible says, let us not forsake the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but let us encourage one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. There's a particular class in the membership class, we call the class, the commitment class. I take that class, I ask them, why do you come to church? And then someone says, I come, I come to church to grow. And then someone says, you know, I come to church. Wonderful answers, great and marvelous, and so on and so forth. And I keep reading the verse, and hardly does a, a person get what I'm saying because of this verse. It says that there's a reason why we meet like this, why we are believing church. There's a reason. There's a reason when we get up out on Sunday morning and we, we are rushing to dress up and so on and so forth. You know, there's a reason why we do it. It's not because the church will attend. If we find ourselves in uh, Bono State or Zamfara or Bielsa, it's going to be the same thing. We're going to wake up on Sunday morning and start looking for where believers are meeting or Wednesday morning or evening or Friday, whatever day it is that they have their fellowship because there's something that we can see that the rest of the world can not 
the bible calls it here the approaching day thing it's not something that you can you know you can uh, find on the public holidays for the year it's something the world is oblivious uh, uh, to it's something that only certain people can understand only certain people really know that's why pastor for instance might say that if i'm you know if i'm coming to church and my cash make sure i'm early to church and after the service i'll go back i'll call the mechanic to go there and i'll fix it if it's raining and i'm drenched i won't go back home i will come straight and i was telling them yesterday in the class that that's not because he's the pastor or the senior pastor of the house no and this is a man who when he was uh, younger walked into a church in the city of abel Ibo pastor right and abel is a, is, a, is, a, is a yoruba town you know and the man needed an interpreter because he didn't understand so much yoruba and there was a lady interpreting for him and he would try and say some things himself in yoruba and you know how you know uh, that may sound and the lady would make fun of him and so on and some people in the congregation would be laughed it grieved the, the man he had no other choice nobody else wanted to be an interpreter interpret for you by the grace of god all the yoruba i know will come to the fore right now and he, he time when every young person was going to the happiness for one year interpreting english into yoruba there, there's an invisible thing that they can see i i really want to talk to real people here today i, I don't want to talk to the walls i want you to just pay attention I'm, I'm 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 trying to take us somewhere in the word of god it's the same thing he says here in hebrews chapter 12 verse 1 he says wherefore seen there's a and i said to them in the classes as i said you know a story i believe pastor joshua i first heard from him many years ago about four men who were uh, i may be wrong who were building uh, something they were building a church the first man what are you doing and the guy said I'm, I'm descriptive of his assignment was correct he's in bricks right but that was the scope of his understanding of what he was doing there they asked the second one what are you doing and the guy said I am building a wall so the guy's not just laying bricks he's on his understanding is in two dimensions right he understands that the bricks have to fit in such a way as so that the wall can be straight out together all right building a house so he's not just thinking about the wall uh, that he's He's currently building he's thinking about where the door there's got to be cross vented fit in 3d so that one has has gone one step further than the second man and they asked the fourth one what are you doing and he says i'm building a house for my god i'm building a church so as that one is laying the bricks he's not just using the spirit level to calculate the and all those things and looking at the wind flow and looking at the architectural plan he's praying tongues and he's saying father as i'm building the house build mine lord as i'm building this church watch over my children he's entered into covenant four men doing the same thing but with different levels of understanding are we together there are so many times I, I i i sit down and i wonder why it is so rampant today that someone has gone through something and the first thing they are thinking about is that this faith this church thing is not working i'm just tired of this church thing you know i i i um see this faith thing does not work i'm tired of church i've been there i've done that you know why would this happen to me is god real we had all the test person been through the person's all you know the person's uh whatever looking for a job for the past three years hasn't gotten the job that they wanted you know something like that um, all my mates are married and me i'm just hurried here you know have no spouse i have no house the pastor is the problem you say someone didn't you know he, he he said she said no to me is that your problem yeah, if she said no to you say yes to yourself you know and, and live your life and be happy you know and that's the person's cross so, you know my or my mom has been ill for so long a time and i've prayed and i've prayed and she's not getting better you know i think you see, so 
So it is the, the difference. A lady came to me um, four or five years ago, and she said that to me. She said to me that, all my friends who are not really serving God, I know what they do. They club, they do all kinds of things. All of them are married. You know, never, ever in your life look at people who are together and assume things. Especially if those people are on Instagram or Facebook and they're smiling like this. <laughs> See, the love of my life. Never, ever assume things. Be hot and all that, but don't begin to think that Lord, why is that person's garden greener than mine? Green is just a color, it doesn't mean the field is fruitful. The Bible says that Lord looked at the whole plain and, and when, when he separated from, 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 from Abraham and he chose the green pastures, right? He looked at the land and he chose the land that was fantastic and that was good. And Abraham said, Are you done, right? If God is with you, it does not matter whether you enter into a brown field or whether you enter into a purple field, it's God is the source of your prosperity. The flavors and the colors of the earth, they spring up from the fountain of the most high God. It's not because you walked into a green field. So she, so she said to me, and they, you know, they don't really serve God. They club, they drink, they smoke. All of them are married. You know, I've been looking. She's married now. I've been looking for, you know, uh, <laughs> right? Uh, you know what I'm talking about. And I don't know, I don't know what I God is paying. And she was committed then. She, ministry that she was working in. I won't say the church. Okay, it's this church, right? <laughs> and so on and so forth. And, you know, so I sat, I sat her down and I, and I spoke to her. And I want to share with us what I told her that day. And then I'll, I'll begin the roundup. Psalm 73. I want us to read Psalm 73, verse 1. When I showed it to her, she had never, ever seen it in her life before. She was like, wow. Are you kidding me? I said, one of the scriptures that really blessed me in this life is, I believe it's 1 Corinthians 10, 13. The Bible says that there is no temptation that has taken, but such as is common to man. Your case is not different. Of course, I'm talking about in the negative sense. In the positive sense, your case is very different. If they are sucking everybody in your office, they, 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 a thousand may fall on your right side and 10,000 may fall on your left side, your case is different. But I'm talking about when you are going through a challenge, I'll say this, this challenge I'm going through is just the bust up in Ibadan. It's not special. Your case is not different. People have been through wars in their lives and they've come out standing strong. You are weeping every night and so on and so forth, right? Because your husband is not talking to you anymore. When you should kick off your, feet, your, your shoes like Esther did and said, if I perish, I perish. Fast with me uh, uh, three days and three nights. Because that's what the Bible says. Yes. It says that you will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. If he's not talking to you because he's following another, another person in the office, he's sick. You were supposed to lay hands on him. You will lay hands on him and say, out of him in the name of Jesus. And he'll be well. You're going to talk to his mother, going to talk to your sister, your friend, and all those things, and going to feed You're on your own. Right? Okay. So Psalm 73 verse 1. Can we have it up so that we can just read it very quickly? Can we read together? Let's go. It says, truly, God is good to Israel, even to such as are of a clean heart. Verse 2 is a long read. Let's go on. But as for me, my feet were almost gone. My steps had well nigh slipped. For I was envious at the foolish when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. For there are no bands in their... They are not in trouble as other men. Neither are they plagued like other men, the wicked chain violence covered them out with fatness they have more than heart could wish they are corrupt and speak wickedly concerning oppression they speak loftily they set their mouth against the heavens and their tongue bucket through the earth therefore his people return hither and what of a full cup are wrong out of them and they say well, how does god know what we're doing is there knowledge in the most high behold these are the ungodly who prosper in the world they increase in riches 
Verily, I cleansed my heart in vain. I washed my hands in innocency. If I say I will speak thus, behold, I should offend the judgment of, of thy children. When I thought to know this, it was too painful for me. Stop. He's saying here that I cleansed my heart in vain. I've fasted and prayed. I've served God. I've denied myself to follow after the way of, you know, my life is just like this. But when I look at the wicked, they speak lawfully. They do whatever they like and all that. You know, they are, they, they are, they are, if, if I said I should complain, I might offend the children of your nation. That's how I might offend other Christians. You know, people are trying to walk in the way. He says, this thing is too painful. Let's read on. He says, until what? I went unto the sanctuary of God. Then I understood I end. We we'll stop there. Surely you have set them in slippery places. Most of us don't know what we have as believers. We come to church. We come around. Pastor, I want to see you. You know, Pastor. Pastor, I want to. Uh, can I see Pastor in his office? I want to see the man of God that you invite. We 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 want something else. We want something more. You know, and when you break it down, it's it's money. It's a, it's a husband. It's a job. A better job. It's a child. You know, things like that. Jesus said in Matthew 6.33 that all these things do the Gentiles seek after. Your father knows you have need of these things. These things are legitimate needs. But he said, I'm showing you a, a more excellent way. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. If God loves you, God can keep you in a place where your senses will become right and accurate. Where you begin to cherish the things that are important, the things that, are, that really matter. This guy said, then understood I their end. There is something called the end of a righteous man. There's something called the end of a faithful man. It does not look like anything might be happening right now when you compare him with someone that is in the world. But at the end is when you will understand. Praise God. The Bible says there's a way that seems right. End thereof. At the way of gets to the end. To discover that you're on the wrong ladder. Praise God. You already have the best of the best. You already have the... There's nothing better than what you have to be called a child of God. You don't need to go, need to go back to the medicine man. Don't need to go back right to pornography, to those, those things that made you used to have sex with all the time. When you fall, you fall, you, 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 you've been in church for three months. You've been a Christian for three years. And you're wondering, my life is not really different. And you, want, you, 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 you don't need to do that. You see, it, it is the, it's the trick of the devil to get you out of the race. You're Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. He's the one who sets the end in the beginning and knows the beginning from the end. He does not pass with time. He's the, he's, the, he's the beginning and the end. He always is. He's I am that I am. Before you were born, he knew you. And as well, he's a God that you can trust. You don't need manipulations. You don't need matchiness. You don't need to draw attention to yourself. You don't need to be, everybody notice church please notice me notice me notice me you don't need that what you need is faith ask your neighbor do you believe God he does not pass away he does not continue he is hallelujah the bible says verse 4 it says the just shall live by faith powerful verse of scripture that is repeated three times in the new testament it's written in Romans 1, 17. I believe Galatians 3, 11, And Hebrews 10, 38. Many years ago, not many years ago, I'm not that old. Some years ago, right? Man of God, I sat down in a hotel room with him, and he was telling us that this thing is so powerful 
Testament to explain one verse in the Romans, the just. Romans explained what justification was. It says, in Romans 3, verse 20, 24, it says, all have sinned and come to the glory of God, being justified freely. That whole book is about justification. Shall live, so with Christ, nevertheless I live. Verse 38, now faith is. So Romans takes the just, Galatians takes shall live, and Hebrews by faith. Three books of the New Testament to explain just that one verse. Hallelujah. And the guy writing to the Hebrews here in verse 2 says, Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. There's something that he does say that is really very remarkable. Because in order to, he was writing to Jews, that's why it's called the book of Hebrews, who were discouraged. They had believed God, said God, right? And they were facing so much persecution from other Jews, right? Because their lives were not so fantastic. They were not so great after all. And, you know, uh, it, it, it was very intense for them. Because if you only think, it was not just their religion. It was their life. It was everything that he had. So for a Jew to become a Christian, he, left, he had to leave his family. He had to leave his job. He had to leave everything. And he had to trust a God that he could not see. And they had been there for so long a time. That's why he writes things to them like, you know, uh, uh, if, any, if anyone should draw back, my, my, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. Things like, cast not away your confidence of things not seen. All those things are in Hebrews because he was trying don't go back to Aaron because Jesus is better than Aaron. Don't go back. You already have the best of the best. All these people in the Old Testament that believe God, Bible says that, that God haven't prepared something better for us that they without us should not be made perfect. So he had to redefine faith first. It was that relationship with God that brought us out of sin and out of darkness and out of the, 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 the power of the devil brought us into the church and ultimately into heaven. Hallelujah. As we began to move in our theology in the church, we began to become, you know, Pentecostals and, you know, charismatic. Faith began to take a, a different kind of meaning. It began to sickness into health. That which brings you out of poverty into wealth. Gives you abundance of all those kind of things and all those wonderful things that belong to those that serve. What he, what, what he did, what he did to the subconscious of some people, you know, discouraged in their work with God when they've been working with God for so long a time and, and they don't have the money. They've been serving God for so long a time. I, almost every week someone says that to me. I've been serving God, you know, I've been serving God and all that, you know, I don't know what is happening to me and so on and so forth. Uh, you know, and, and so he had to redefine faith for them. Praise God. Because when you read that chapter in Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 11, you see it there, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11, it talks about the Mount of Lions. Turn the armies of, of, of the enemies, or, you know, turn them to flight. Quench the violence of fire. Bible says women receive that dead back to life. Praise God. But he did not stop there. He says others were tortured. Not accepted. Dure the trial scourgings of mockings and, and scourgings of cruelty. But says others wandered about in, in, in sheepskin and goatskin. The world was not worthy. Those guys had faith. Because the Bible says that all of them obtain a good report. You cannot tell how close someone is to God by what they drive or what they live. You can have faith in VI and you can have faith in Isaleko. The size of your house does not determine the amount of your faith. Don't let the devil deceive you. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me just humor you a little bit. Some people believe, because the Bible says that Terah, Abraham's father, had three children. Abraham, right, Nahor, and Haran. They believe Abraham was the firstborn. Abraham had a son, Isaac. Isaac's wife was Rebekah. Do you know who Rebekah was? Rebekah was the daughter 
of Nahor. Nahor was supposed to be Abraham's younger brother. It means Abraham's younger brother had a child. Abraham was there. That one had a child. That's the one that he saw when he was 75. Told everybody at home that God, he has he said he will bless me. One year, one year, two years, three years, four years, ten years, no son. No child. When, he's, when he gave back to his child, younger brother had, had grandchildren. Abraham looked foolish, I'm telling you. Now, apart from Rebecca, can you tell me the name of those children that his brother had? Anybody? Nahor's children? Anybody? Can you tell me? Anyone? But do you know Abraham's children by name? The only child, offspring of Nahor that we know is Rebecca, and that's because of Isaac. There's an end. Are you listening to me? Loves you. God can keep you in a place until your senses become correct. Until your priorities begin to change. Until you understand the reason why Jesus died for you. To a new place and say in, in the name of Jesus, in the next three months, I need five million to come. Praise God. So this is a word of encouragement. Because sometimes we don't like to testify. We want to wait until the car comes. We now come and say, brethren, praise the Lord. I had, I received, and the car came. What you don't know is that trekking home after service, 45 minutes to your house is a testimony. You are not suffering. You are walking. Not when it happens out of your own foolishness. No. Not when they say you should go and install track on your car. You didn't install it. They stole it. You're not trekking home. And you are saying, Lord, it's the sacrifice of the... It's no. It's the wages of foolishness. Go and install that tracker today. But when you've believed conscience and sincere faith, you love him with all your heart and things don't seem to be working well in your life. That is the time to make the devil frustrated. Every God is good. It drives them crazy. He's like, what happened? What happened? What happened? Has the car come? Has the wife come? They say, no. Why is he celebrating? We don't know. Come on, add one more. Let his boss, let, let, let her boss begin to ask her to sleep with him. And the boss, she comes to work. And the gentle boss has always been gentle since she comes to work on Monday. I want to see you after work hours, working hours. Sir, you wanted to see me? You know, I like you. Lay your hands on the sick and they shall recover. Don't, don't, don't touch him. Oh, just <laughs> from far. <laughs> Oga boss. <laughs> he will recover. He will recover. Sometimes we need to testify. Yeah. That before we, we, and it's the same God that we have up here that was our God down there. And it was that God that brought us from down there up here. He's not just the God of those that, are, that you know, the, the men of God, this and pastor that. He's that widow gave more than everybody else. That's the God we serve. So don't crumple that 59 <laughs> offering time, hiding time. No. If that's what you have, you hold it and you weave it like this. 15 naira. Apostle Selman said something like, eh, Zero plus zero plus God. One plus 15 naira in the hand of the faithful is and 50 million, 50 million in the hand of the faithful minus 50 naira in the hand of the faithful is cost nothing. It's the same thing. You can speak to that money and say, I send you. When you come back to me, you're coming back one. That's the kind of person. If you woke up in the morning with headache, I'm like, ah, oh, Lord, why me? Why am I having a headache? You know, I'm... and you speak to that money, everyone will be laughing at you. Why you? 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 Why you?
But if we like us, we see the day approaching. Thank God. Hallelujah. My name is written in the book of life. There is no devil that went from coming to church this morning. Have you seen that picture of, of people in the Philippines when he flooded and they went to church, folded their trousers. The water was up to here and they were there holding hymn book. Hymn book! That means they have those kind of hymn book service that will make you sleep. But they went to church. You wake up in the morning and it's just drilling. I'll be like, my lifetime, I will give God. Father, just let When you have me, it's not when you come out to give testimony. It is a life of faithfulness to God in spite of what is happening. That's a testifier. It's from the Greek word, matos, which means matthia. You are ready to die for what you believe in. That person is alive. So in a final word, where are the Daniels? That will refuse to defile themselves with a portion of the king's meat. Where are the Esthers who are in the palace, who are in the place of government, but can fast and pray? They are make up like, oh, I faint. They are so beautiful. Yet they fast and they pray. Where are the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego that will walk into the fire of persecution and say, if we perish, we perish, we will not bow down to this stuff you are doing in this office? Where are the Pauls and Silases that will get up in prison and begin to sing praises to God? Do you believe God? I want you to raise up your hand this morning and just say a word of prayer for the word that I have heard. Let it rest upon me heavily. Start to me in my heart. 50 fold, 60 fold, and 100 fold to the glory of your name. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to the teaching. We believe you have been blessed. Worship with us at David's Court, number 25 Mojidi Street, off Towing Street, Ikeja, Lagos. On Sundays, our first service starts by 8 a.m. and our second service by 10 a.m. While our midweek service starts by 7 p.m. on Wednesdays. Go and do great things. God bless you.